Hello all and uh, welcome again to our family, friends and um, anyone who's visiting with us this morning. Uh, let me start off by saying how grateful I am uh, to all of you, um, brothers and sisters, uh, for your prayers, uh, for me and my family and uh, for the way we have continued to show love and concern for each other during this challenging time. Our prayers continue to be the need of the hour. You know, it most definitely is one of the means that God has provided for us to engage and connect with Him and to be with Him and in fellowship with Him. You know, my prayer this morning is for us all to continually add to our prayer life depth, clarity of thought, and a hunger to be with God. You know, um, but before we, we get into the lesson, I do have a few announcements. Um, permit me, please. Uh, I do want to shout out all of our young Christians and any one of you who are, um, who've been baptized maybe under five years, right? I know we had uh, a class like this, which is for the young Christians. A couple of years back, our brother David Lewis, along with Patrick Caesar, uh, was um, tag teaming in that class. And for some reason, I'm sure maybe one of you, maybe you missed a couple of those classes. Maybe you didn't get to attend at all as a young Christian. We want to encourage you guys um, because we feel as though these classes are going to benefit you all in a tremendous way as you continue on this journey. You know, one of the things about depth is um, the tools that we have to be able to go into the scriptures and to be able to unlock uh, the things that God has for us, you know, it's, it's, it's truly amazing to see what some, some specific or very um, simple tools can really help to do. So I pray that uh, you would first of all find time. Uh, the classes begin um, this Sunday as in today, uh, this evening from 4 p.m. If you do not know, I'm sure it would have been in the announcements earlier, uh, but if you don't know how to get in touch or how to get in, um, onto that class, I encourage you to speak to your family group leader, all right? Uh, he or she should be able or will be able to, to find that information out or better yet, go onto our WhatsApp group, right? Church WhatsApp group and there you would find information with the announcements there, okay? So... Um, I pray that these classes would be beneficial to all who attend. And it's not only for young Christians, right? Um, if you feel as though, man, hey, I could glean from some of these things that are being taught, you know, feel free. Uh, don't be ashamed, right? Uh, you could never stop learning how to continue to go deep into God's word. And I trust you that these classes are going to be uh, a very insightful and very deep, Okay. So again, uh, this is 4 o'clock this evening on Zoom. Our brother David Lewis is going to be teaching on the, yeah, the topic of um, biblical interpretation and how to read the Bible. I'm sure we can recall a few midweeks back, maybe a couple of months ago, he did a class on that. It was well received. Uh, David is a phenomenal teacher. So you, uh, you can look forward to having a great time. Okay, so... Let's, let's jump into things this morning. You know, last week in my introduction sermon uh, to spiritual formation, which is what we're talking about, and uh, maybe you're joining us uh, for the first time this morning, uh, we're happy to have you. Uh, this year, our theme is deeper, 
right? And as a result, we saw it fit to really go into some spiritual depth about, you know, our own spirituality, right? And our brother Tyrone for the last, well, three weeks uh, before last week um, would have really taken the time to, to, to introduce or to bring up this whole topic and, and understanding of a deeper spirituality, right? And um, as you can see, the, the, the waters are very deep when we start to discuss these issues or these topics. And um, my, my goal um, as of last week, going into this week and next week, is to, to really kind of um, wet your feet a little bit, if I may say, uh, as to the topic of, you know, spiritual formation, right? And um, last week we had a, a, a good start, I believe, uh, on just the introduction of this topic. And I really do pray that, you know, you are really considering your own walk with God as we discuss these things. You know, let it soak into you. Let it not be a time where you are distracted by, you know, others. You know, I, I often say that because I know for me that's, that tends to be the case, you know, but when I do really fight hard and I dig deep to, to focus in on, you know, what is God trying to say to me? What is the Spirit trying to, 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 to speak to me about? It really does uh, pay up big time, you know, and I get to, to glean what is it that God is trying to, to tell me. You know, Satan is always trying to distract us. He doesn't want us to learn these things, guys. So I, I pray that uh, you would put away all distractions and allow God's Spirit to give you calm and peace as we, you know, discuss these very deep, uh, topics or this deep topic, spiritual formation. So, you know, um, I spoke about the whole issue of new wine skins in order to have new wine poured into them. We looked at Matthew chapter 9 verse 17, right? You know, the idea is for us to renew the way we think about being formed spiritually. You know, we also looked at the fact that spiritual formation is rooted in the original context of God creating man in his image, right? So his goal is for us to be formed into his image, not our own ideas of spirituality, but the author himself of life to the full or the wholeness of what it means to be spiritual, if I may say, or spiritually formed. You know, so it is clear from scripture that we are supposed to be formed into the image of Christ, who is the exact representation of the Father, God. You know, Hebrews 1 verse 3 and Colossians 1 verse 15. You know, today we are changing gears as we look at, uh, or look at, look at how, you know, how do we really start to engage in this, this, this tra spiritual transformation, you know, this, this formation process that God continues to, to, to be involved in. You know, it goes without saying that our culture or upbringing, our, our family of origin, etc., has shaped us into who we are today. The classic saying, it takes a village to raise a child, is, is, is very much on point when you think about that, right? However, you know, no matter how much good things we have derived from these experiences, we are still flawed. 
we're still broken and damaged emotionally and mentally in some or even most cases. You know, this is why as Christians, we are called to a new life, a new identity, a new way of thinking, of responding. Uh, we rejoice in sufferings, right? You know, we, are, we, we have peace when the world is full of war, right? And hatred. You know, we are content when the world is consumed with getting more and more. You know, so Jesus now appears and not us, not our flesh, right? You know, all these things I just listed are truly attainable only if we can learn one thing, I believe. And that is to bring God into the equation. Not just tag him along, eh? but engage with him. Allow him to be the one to chart our way forward. Allow him to be the one to, 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 to give us the direction that we need through his spirit. And we use this word very, very uh, deliberately. And it is to engage with him. When you think about that, you think about there is a deliberate time or, 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 or persistence of, I want to know what God thinks. Right? Think about that. You know, what does Jesus have to say about this? How does God feel? What is the Holy Spirit saying to me in this situation? You know, I'll be honest, I got a lot to learn about that. You know, because I grew up, you know, thinking I got to do and do and do in order to, to, to be able to, you know, become what I want to become. You know, and especially as a, as a young Christian, you know, applying spiritual disciplines in many different ways. You know, all the things that we, that we did as, as, as young disciples, for most of us here, you remember. You know, and for me, I, I know what it feels like to get to the place where, man, I'm tired. How do I continue to row this boat? Because I'm just so burnt out. You know, and um, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, I've had to learn more and more that, you know, God's grace, you know, is sufficient for me. But he wants me to focus on his grace. You know, he wants me to focus on what it is that he is trying to do in me so that I can realize the life that he has in store for me. You know, David Tackle in his book, Forming a Work of Grace, puts it this way. He says what? Changing our minds about change. And I love that. You know, this idea that we can or we can will ourselves into the people God wants us to be only gets us to a place where we become burnt out, like I just exp explained. Exhausted and in some cases, resentful. You know, this is primarily because we are operating on our own strength and not on the source of our spiritual strength, or even the strength of others. You know, today, we can easily see the areas of our lives that are lacking in spiritual maturity. Can't we? You know, we see the lack of self-control. We see the area of purity. Hatred in our hearts, maybe. Bitterness. Envy. You name it, you can go down the list. You know, we look at our relationships, in our marriages, you know, sister to sister, sister to sister, brother to brother, 
or sister to brother relationships in the church family members so you know exactly which area of your life that is most challenging but the question is do you want to get well you know there's a story in the book of john that i, I really believe <clears throat> helps at least me personally to try or kind of understand this whole concept of engaging with jesus you know going to him for help and um, it is the story of the healing at the pool so please read with me at this time in john chapter 5 reading from verse 1 it says sometime later jesus went up to jerusalem for one of the jewish festivals now there is in jerusalem near the sheep gate a pool which in aramic is called bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades here a great number of dis disabled people used to lie the blind the lame the paralyzed one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years when jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time he asked him do you want to get well sir the invalid replied I have no one to help me into the pool when the waters are stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, This it is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick up your mat and walk? The man who was sorry healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. You know, this passage by itself is a sermon. You know, but for this purpose, for the purpose of this morning, I'm focusing on a few points here. And here we have a man who was an invalid for 38 years. You know, he's lying beside this well or this well-known pool where at a specified time an angel would come down and stir the water, right? And whoever gets into the pool first is healed, right? So if we assume that this guy is there for 38 years, uh, and let's just assume, right, that it's 38 um, people who were there by the time when he got there by now he should be the front of the pool right but somehow in the story it tells you that he's right there but he tells jesus something else or what's happening so we continue right so the guy is confronted by jesus and asked a very telling question look at what jesus asked him do you want to get well you know you have to ponder on that question because 
the answer is, is obvious. Of course I want to get well. Who wants to remain sick? Who wants to remain unwell? You know, isn't that the very question Jesus asked us even today? You know, when we, when we see our spiritual infirmities and are aware of our need to get well, where do we naturally go? You know, this guy to me represents my tendency when I'm weak. In verse 7, look what he says. He says, Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. So he, this guy, in his mind, had the perfect excuse as to why he was not well. Now he first, his first assessment of the problem was others. He had no one to help him into the pool. You know, make no mistake, you know, God has us in each other's lives for a reason. And we are there to help each other along this journey. I don't know where I would be, you know, wait not for the men and women who were in my life as a young Christian teaching me. But I do understand now fully that it was God working through them, right? It was Jesus behind the scenes using these brothers and sisters to encourage me, to inspire me, to teach me, to call me higher in my walk with God. You know, but God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, must always be our first go-to. I can't stress that enough, brothers and sisters. You know, Jesus teaches this man a very important lesson, and by extension, us today. He doesn't call for help from others to take him into the pool, right? He doesn't put things in place that he will have help next time. You see, you know, Jesus didn't say, okay, don't worry. This guy is in front of the line, fellas, right? So when the pool is or is stirred, he gets to go in next, right? You know, Jesus says to him, what in verse 8? Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. You know, this is very significant as Jesus is teaching this man to come to him as he is the one with the power to heal him. You know, is that your view of Jesus this morning? Is he the one you run to when your marriage is in a bad place? Or are you waiting for another married program or a retreat to address it? How is your purity, church? With all this screen time, we can't say that we are not tempted. Those of us who struggle with pornography, how's it going? How are, you, how are your relationships going? You know, I'm concerned that some of us have become so comfortable with not having to see others that I wonder what will be your response once we come back out to church physically. You know, you see you're in discipline. Before church online, we showed up late because we had work, traffic, etc. Now, we have no work because we locked down, right? And... You know, we, 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 you know, churches in our back 
pockets, so to speak, with our phones, but we still show up late. You know, you know that is being legalistic, Nino. You would say, right? But maybe you're right. But are you not concerned that this is not just an issue of your circumstances, but instead an issue of spiritual discipline? What do I mean? You know, if if we are, if we take our time with God seriously, then I do think things will change. We will evolve. We will become more and more uh, mature in our view. But that's something you got to ask yourself. I'm not here to judge you, right? I'm just here to say this is something we got to look at, brothers and sisters. You know, this guy sat at a pool for 38 years, maybe less. But he was trying to get well for a longer time than some of us are Christians. You know, but one encounter with Jesus and he became well. He was whole again. You know, Jesus pointed this man to the source of spiritual healing as he went on to address the issue of his sin in his life. In verse 14, what does Jesus say? It says, later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Wow. You know, make no mistake. This was about this man's spiritual condition more than it was about his physical. You know, do you want to get well? You need to first of all go to Jesus. We need to engage with God. We need to, to, to allow the Holy Spirit to be the one to speak to us. You know, one of the biggest problems we have as a people today is our preferences. You know, if you know about the Myers-Briggs test, you know, then you might be aware of your own preferences. What, what is this test for those of us, you know, who may not know what is that? You know, it, over the years, you know, there have been these um, questionnaires uh, and, and tests that have been developed um, where they would, a lot of questions will be asked and based on your answers and collating of this information and data, uh, you know, we get to see our natural tendency, our preferences, our, 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 our personalities, if I may say, right? And um, as a result of that, it really helps us to, to know a, bit, a little bit more about ourselves, right? But also about others, because we can identify with these different traits. You know, you know there are other charts even more complicated than Myers-Briggs that put us into different categories, if I may say. You know, but you know, one of the ways to describe these preferences or personality traits is creation gifts. You know, I personally like the choice of words here as it helps take away any judgment, if you, if you know what I'm saying, right? Because the truth is, you know, what we have in our, our quirks or who we are as, as people, not just on the outside, but on the inside, is what God gave us. We, our differences, our personalities are, are given to us by God. Now, let me make it very clear. I'm not talking about when we choose to, to sin. 
in, in the name of, well, I'm short-tempered. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. We choose to, to be uh, angry because we're, we're short-tempered. No, that's, that's outright sinful. You know, God calls us. We know what the scriptures say. So let's not mix up these, right? We're looking at the good things in us, right? And, you know, I personally like the choice, like I said, these the words here because they're there's no judgment. So creation gifts is what we look at it like as, right? So when we think about spiritual formation, we must take into consideration the fact that we are all different. You know that, right? Yeah. We are all different. Not just in looks, right? But also in our personalities. You know, in in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 3, what does Paul say? He says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. And we can continue there, but I'll stop there for now. But you get my, my point, right? You know, the problem, however, brothers and sisters, is when we think our gifts are better than others. So we, we understand. So we get it, right? We know, hey, I'm different. <laughs> you know, I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert. You know, I, I'm a thinker, you know. And, but if we start to think, well, because I'm an extrovert, I'm better than those introverts because guess what? Them too quiet in the corner. Them don't know how to really share their faith properly and, and all kinds of stuff we could, we could bring about and start to look down. You see? And this is what Paul is reminding the church in Rome here. No, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Right? You know, as it relates to our transformation journey, we need to ask God's Spirit to help us to know ourselves better and to experience our personalities as creation gifts. You know, don't you like how that sounds? Much better than, you know, uh, however we may view it, right? Or personalities maybe, right? You know, creation gifts means that, you know, God has given us these things and they are a blessing to others. And when we see others in this way, right, when we view others like this, I believe we'll be able to appreciate the diversity of God himself and how inclusive he is, as we see in the scriptures. You know, every one of us, we have a different role function. Even though we may function in a similar role, we're still different. We still bring something different to the table. You know, God has a plan to use us to bring about His will. But we need to engage with Him in order to know what that will is. Right? 
you know, I believe that, you know, he will reveal him, his will to us once we genuinely ask him. Once we go before him and say, God, all right, help me to understand. You know, the invitation is to receive who we fundamentally are as the gift it is and to experience others as the means of grace they are while resisting the urge to view our pattern of preference as the norm. That's taken from Mulholland Jr. slash Barton, Invitation to a Journey. You know, as we are reminded how important it is to appreciate our own creation gifts, as we experience others as a means of grace, we will also need to accept our natural tendencies to neglect our shadow side. <laughs> and this is pretty much the areas that we don't want to, to see, though, the areas that we don't necessarily see because it's in the shadow, right? We don't, we'll be seeing what's in front of us, but they are blind spots, as you would call them, right? And, um, you know, we, we, we neglect these shadow sides while we gravitate to the spiritual activities that nurture our preferred pattern of being and doing, right? So what's all this about? You know, the, the, the goal here is as we consider this whole topic of spiritual formation, we have to see what is at work here. You know, Paul makes it very simple that there's a battle against flesh and the spirit, right? The spirit wants to direct us in one particular direction, but the flesh wants to go contrary to it, right? And a big part of our fleshly nature has to do with our preferences, guys. It has to do with what we, 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 what we are accustomed to, you know, what we, we, we've, we've taught or the world has taught us, like we talked about last week, for many, many years and shaped us into a particular way of thinking. And so, when we are, as we try to renew our minds, as, as God calls us to through his, his word, we, we, we have to still battle with this, just this, this idea or this desire, this strong desire inside of us to go towards or to where we are most comfortable, where we, we prefer, right? Now, the cool thing about this is that God does use our gifts, right? Um, because he's given us these gifts and he's told us, hey, use them, right? But at the same time, he wants us to appreciate that we are weak in other areas, which is why we need to be able to consider the others who are around us, who are strong in these areas and view them as people or as, as, as brothers and sisters with strengths that we don't have, right? So that we can engage in our own formation through the means of one another, right? And this will kind of... Uh, this whole concept of one another is going to take us into next week. But I'll just, that's just a little snippet for you for next week as we, we talk. But again, I hope you're understanding this. I hope you're seeing what I'm trying to say, guys. You know, um, you know what, this will naturally, uh, what this will naturally lead to is a lack of attention and nurturing needed to help develop these areas in our character. In other words, when we 
decide that we're only going to focus on our strong parts, then there's a high probability that we're going to neglect the areas of weakness. And then they keep coming back up on, on, on and on, right? You know, isn't that a theme in our lives? You ask yourself, well, why do I have to deal with this thing over and over and over? And it's, it's God saying, no, I'm trying to mold you here. I'm trying to teach you some stuff, right? Which is why you're going to have to take this test over again because you're refusing to deal with it. You're refusing to address it. And I'm trying to help you to see, guess what? With me, you can overcome this, right? But we got to be careful to not be so drawn to our preferences that we neglect these other parts of us as God tries to mold and to shape us and to form us. So let's look at a few examples, right? Extroverts, right? You know, an extrovert will tend to develop a highly social spirituality, which involves them in activities with others while avoiding solitude and reflection that will bring depth and perspective to their life with others. Now, don't get me wrong. Eh? I think some of us may have the maturity as extroverts to still appreciate, you know, um, contemplation and solitude, right? But what we're saying here is that as an extrovert, you have to be careful to look out for these shadow areas of reflection and solitude because it's not a natural thing, right? Over the years, you may have grown in this area and praise God for that. But I'm just saying that this is to look out for. Intuitives, right? An intuitive person will tend to develop more contemplative forms of spirituality but minimizes the input of their senses that would help to keep their vision and intuition sorry, in touch with reality. So, so this is a flip side here now, right? You know, the, the intuitive person has the contemplation down. They, they know it's easier for them to be able to, to be in solitude and silence, you know, to be able to... to, to allow all these amazing attributes or skills to be able to, to, to help mold them in their walk with God, right? But at the same time, they could easily neglect other areas, right? And, and their vision can be one of, man, uh, the reality of life is that we live with others. God put us in a church together, right? So we can't be so caught up with being um, intuitive, if, if I may say, but realizing that, hey, guess what? Reality calls for me to be in a relationship. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I hope that's clear. Uh, if not, I apologize, but I, I, I hope you get my point, right? And the last one is a thinking persons, right? You know, a thinking person will tend to be more theological, more analytical, and structural in their spirituality, right? And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing, right? You know, theory and principles of spiritual life will be their focus, but they may sl they may slight the active, the, the affective, sorry, emotional aspects of their relationship with God, and others that could keep their spirituality from becoming legalistic. So. The, the, the tendency or what to look out for as a thinking person is legalism, pretty much. 
that you don't become so rigid in your view of spirituality that it, it has to all fit into this analytical kind of structural way, right? And so, again, these are the things that, that we have to be very cognizant of, brothers and sisters. Um, I know I've gotten very technical this morning, right? But I, I'm trying to bring a point about, across here to you this morning. And it's primarily for us to engage with God. We're all different. And um, you may not fit into any of these three, you know, but I'm sure there's some other parts of, 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 of this whole science that you would see yourself. And as a result of that, you're, you're still going to have to apply some of these principles to your own life. So I hope you get my point, <laughs> pretty much is what I'm saying. And if you choose to remember only one thing this morning, I pray it would be this. Your creation gifts are meant to be used by God as a blessing to others, but only when you engage with God can you truly learn to appreciate other gifts and accept the need to grow in your shadow areas of, spiritual, of your spiritual life. Okay? I know that was a mouthful, but I hope you get my point. So I'll leave you today with an exercise. And I know we, 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 we're, we're talking on a practical level here in, in a lot of ways. And I hope this would help even. Uh, and it's an exercise that you're going to primarily do kind of like for homework, <laughs> right? Um, there's no grades here, though. Uh, trust me, you don't have to worry. I'm just giving this to you. Hopefully it will be something you can take with you to practice, right? And um, it is the practice of active spiritual reflection. You know, the truth is, is that as we engage with God, we're going to have, there are many other tools, by the way, guys, and I promise that we are going to go into them as the, maybe maybe not this year, or maybe in a different forum, maybe it might be um, different classes that we would, we would engage in, or it'll be next, I know next year for sure, we're going to be talking a lot about these, these things as well too, because it's just so much stuff, so much meat, you know, and, and I trust that we will glean so much as we continue on this journey. But this is just one of those tools, if I may say, that you can apply and use as you seek to, to grow in your own um, view of change, if I may say, right? As God is forming you spiritually into the image of his son, Jesus. And like I said, this is just one of the tools we have to engage with God, right? So what I'll do, I'll go through the exercise with you now. But it is meant for you to do on your own, like I said before. So in what we're going to do, we're going to turn to Isaiah chapter 55. And there, there are some selected verses here we're going to read, right? That's, that's the first thing we're going to do. We're going to read the verses, right? And these verses are Isaiah 55, verse 1 to 3 and 10 to 12, right? And like I said, the, the exercise here is active spiritual reflection, right? And so once you've read the passage, right, here's what you're going to do. The second thing you're going to do, you're going to start to reflect on what God is saying 
to you, right? But not just what he's saying to you, but what is he saying to you about you, right? Secondly, what is he saying about you receiving from him, right? So the goal here is you're focusing on receiving from God as you read these verses and about God's heart for you. So there's three things, you know, about you, right? You know, what is God saying about you, right? What is he intend for you to receive from him as you read these verses? And what is God's heart for you, right? So once you've reflected on these, these um, areas as you read this, these verses, you then write down the words and phrases that most capture your attention, right? Remember, we're active in this, right? We're reflecting, but it's active reflection, right? And whatever emotional reactions you have and any longing these verses stir in you, right? That's what you're writing down, right? So again, do not wait until you have a well-formed response. That's just a little tip there, right? You know, you're waiting till all the I's are lined up, T's are crossed and sentences are formed. And No, no, no. That's not the goal here. This is not a grammar test. You just simply write what comes to your mind as you read these words, right? As they jump out to you, right, on the pages of Scripture. And simply write whatever comes to your mind. You know, this is, like I said, this is not a test to see how well you can formulate an idea, right? In other words, this is how we are practicing active spiritual reflection, right? Now, <laughs> I know. Some of us are thinking, well, I do that already. <laughs> and amen, praise God. You know, um, now you have a name for it, <laughs> right? You know, and, uh, but I really want us to use this, this particular verse and, and do this exercise this week. You know, whether it be for your quiet time, you could practice Lectio Divina as well in there, you know, but a big part of this here is receiving from God. You know, in a lot of ways, you know, I have, like I shared last week, the biggest thing for me as I have reflected on these areas of my own walk with God is the, the conversation or the question of when I go to God, how am I going to Him? Is it as a minister? As a, a disciple? Uh, am I going to Him as a sinner? Or am I going to Him as His son? There's a big difference when I go towards God as a son, when I sit in his presence and I know he is my father, my posture changes. My, my, my heart melts before him. I feel his presence. I feel his love, his comfort. I, I feel his fatherly embrace even. Isn't that what God wants for you? But I do believe that when we reflect on, on some, a lot of the words that God has used in his, his word to communicate to us, we're going to learn more and more how to engage with him because we're going to realize, wow, there is amazing depth. There, there, there's something really special about us learning to connect and engage with God. 
you know, brothers and sisters, the key is for us to develop ways to connect and engage with him. Engage with God for the purpose of being formed by him. Let us pray this time. Father in heaven, God, we, we come before you as your children, as your sons, daughters. Father, we know that you love us beyond <laughs> our wildest imaginations. Father, your love has no boundaries. It is just infinite. Isn't that what you taught us this year? But even as we think about ourselves, God, it is so easy to lose sight of your love for us. Forgive us, God, for our faithlessness, for our doubts in your love, for our lack of, of, of clarity, because I know, God, that you have been teaching us in and out, Father, for, for years, God. You know, we've sat at that pool wanting to get well, haven't we? But God, in a lot of ways, Father, we've looked to others. We've looked to other circumstances and situations in our lives instead of looking to you. And while, God, we know that you use people in our lives to help us, God, we need to first focus on you. And Father, because of this, Father, we pray to you this morning. We give you thanks and praise, but we thank you for revealing these things to us. May we grow in our appreciation for you and in our ability to engage with you. We love you, Father. We thank you this morning for your goodness in our lives. May your name continue to be glorified through us. I pray a special prayer this morning for our brother Leslie Cadet as he is in the hospital right now in Atlanta. God, you know his, his, his desire is to love you, God, as he has served the church in Haiti, him and his wife. Protect him, be with him, Father. Father, we also pray, God, that you be with all of our brothers and sisters who are, are dealing with with, with the issues of, of, of health right now, whether it be through COVID-19 or any other ailing um, situations that are in our lives, Father. God, we're dealing with the, the loss of loved ones. We pray for our brother Anil. God, I pray that, God, you would continue to comfort us. But God, even in our pain, even in our sorrow, even in our hardships, help us to engage with you. I pray that, Father, we will come to you, God, knowing that, God, you are there and you want to hear from us. And, God, I know that once we do so, God, with, 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 with hearts that are pure, God, with, 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 with motives that are in, in keeping with you, Father, and your will, and God, your will is perfect and you will take care of us, God. You will bring about what is right, what is good in our lives. We thank you today for your love. Bless us, be with us. Take us uh, throughout the day, protect us again. And we ask all these things for your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a great day, guys. God bless.